are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. My next guest is standing by to join us, Robin Stein DeLuca. She's the author of The Hormone Myth, How Junk Science, Gender Politics, and Lies About PMS Keep Women Down. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Your book is so intriguing. What made you decide to write this? Well, I taught this topic at Stony Brook University for many years, and my students' jaws would always drop (laughs) when I tell them things like, most women don't get PMS, and menopausal women aren't depressed. And I thought, well, we've got to get this information out to women everywhere. It's just a crime that these negative ideas about women still circulate. It's funny, I, uh, when I'm PMSing, I usually clean the kitchen. Does that mean it's some other reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I have to say about PMS is that, um, yes, hormones, when they change, they do give us some symptoms, some physical symptoms, some emotional symptoms, but they don't give us mental disorders. Right. So they make, it make you want to nest a little more. That's certainly possible. But it's that idea out there that women can't be relied on to be rational and uh, think clearly during that time that I'm trying to push up against. I think it's crazy. You know what, I love what you had to say about how there's all this medication that's been developed over the years and marketed and pushed to treat us with our mental disorders. Could you talk about that? Right. Well, certainly for women, uh, they've been seen as a great source of income for pharmaceutical companies to convince them that they've got these disorders or potential for disorders simply because of being women. And we see that with, we've certainly seen that with hormone therapy, that for decades women were prescribed hormone therapy, whether they had symptoms or not, in the menopause years. And then it was later found when some good science was finally done that it increased women's risk risk for breast cancer, for uterine cancer, and for heart disease. So there have been billions of dollars made, um, not only on hormones, but also on antidepressants based on the idea that women's natural reproductive processes make them sick. It's unbelievable. I mean, I know, you know, I, I was warned about postpartum depression after I had my kids, and I figured out the magic thing to do. It was sleep. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. I've often said that if you want to torture someone, wake them up every three hours and then cry in their face inexplicably. (laughs) Having a new baby (laughs) and not sleeping regularly absolutely can put you in a state. And people are usually surprised to find out that hormones are not related to having postpartum depression, that it's much more likely uh, your situation, whether you have a, a satisfying relationship with your partner, if you've got help with child care and social support. These are much more important variables than women's decreasing hormones. And we have to be a little gentler with ourselves. I mean, you bring up, you know, when you have a newborn. I remember being up every two or three hours, and then she was up and up and up, and all of a sudden, you know, something would happen, and I'd go into a panic, and we're stressed because we don't know what we're doing. They don't come with instructions. Absolutely. I remember being terrified with my first child. I had had no experience with newborn babies. And I just, every time she cried, the panic would hit me. Oh, God, what is it now? (laughs) And so new mothers need a lot of support. And I think especially in this day and age, when we don't live really close to our aunts and our cousins, we don't grow up with lots of examples of pregnant women having babies. Mm -hmm. Lots of times we're isolated. and, And by the time we get to that age, that might be our first experience with it. So I think women need to seek out other women in their communities to look for that kind of support. What are some things that you would like people to take away from this book? 
Well, I first would like people to question when they see a headline that says 85% of women get PMS. That is simply not true. PMS doesn't even really exist. You won't find that diagnosis in a medical uh, manual or a psychological manual. And it's been defined so badly over the years that it doesn't really describe a specific disorder, but people act like it does. So I'd like people to be critical of seeing uh, sensational headlines like that, but I, I'd also like them to be more generous with themselves in terms of what kinds of moods are they expecting from themselves. We have this idea that a man is the model of mental health, that he never has a bad mood, he's not cranky or irritable, and that's what we as women should aim to be. Well, that man doesn't exist. No. Human <laughs> beings have a wide range of emotions, and there's a great study that looked at men and women for four to six months, and it found they had the same number of mood swings, and they were the, had the same severity. So we're much more alike than different. So I want people to be able to be generous with themselves, with other women, in terms that sometimes we get upset. Sometimes we get irritated, but you serve yourself better if you don't sweep those feelings under the PMS rug, for example, but then say to yourself, okay, why am I feeling this? And, and do some, some questioning of yourself, and then that leads you down a path that you can do something about it. Right. I feel like I've gotten a better grip on keeping my mood steadier, not getting so emotional. If you, when I, you know, establish this routine of working out and eating healthier, that I, I wasn't even seeing any of those typical PMS symptoms. Well, I mean, I think if there was ever a silver bullet for physical and mental health, that's regular exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, oh, I wish there was just one thing I could do that would really change my life. And oh, no regular exercise, I mean, it's yeah. just so good for you. Mentally, yeah. it releases all those neurochemicals that reduce uh, tension or anxiety. They reduce the likelihood of depression. It's good for you, obviously, cardiovascularly. It's so good for so many systems. Um, so everyone should be encouraged. You know, it would be great if our health plans provided for more guidance and support in getting us to exercise and make that part of our daily life. I love the chapter called Aging into One of the Happiest Times of Life because people don't look at menopause as having an upside. <laughs> right. They fear it. Uh, there's a great study that they asked women uh, before they were menopausal, who, you know, maybe in their 30s and early 40s, how bad do you think it's going to be? And they had them rated a zero, not bad at all, and a five was the worst thing that ever happened. And the women who had not gone through menopause gave it an average score of 4.2. They thought it was going to be really bad. And then they surveyed women who had gone through menopause, they were post-menopausal, and their response, the average response, was a 2.5. Wow. It was a bump in the road. There were some physical symptoms, but when we look at major uh, psychological evaluations of women at that age, they really are the happiest women on the planet. They're less likely to have depression than women in their 20s, and women post-menopausal, they don't have to worry about birth control anymore, and it very likely coincides with a time in their life when they're empty nesters. And so now they have the time and energy to focus on themselves rather than their children. And so a lot of women believe and talk about this time as an exciting time full of possibility. And I want younger women to know that and to look forward to it and not fear it. No, I love that. So there's another chapter following that, Be Afraid of the Menopausal Profit Monster. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> 
sure, sure. There are many doctors, many workshops, many ways you could spend your money mm-hmm. uh, in trying to treat menopause um, if it's conceptualized as an illness. Uh, I mentioned before the use of uh, synthetic hormones, but there's also the kind of wild west of supplements out there. And it is a billion-dollar industry, and these supplements are being sold with very little research to back up their usefulness on, on easing of symptoms. So you want to be a critical consumer um, of these type of products. And certainly I'm not suggesting that women don't sometimes have troubling physical symptoms from menopause. I mean, hot flashes can be annoying, and they can keep you up at night. And like you say, when you don't have sleep, that can make you a cranky person. Oh, yes. But I, I, I encourage women to really be educated consumers when it comes to uh, these kinds of medications because there's such profits to be made. And that's one of the big red flags when you're looking at um, information about women's health. That should make you have an even more stringent set of criteria in deciding, if, is this a good thing? Is this healthy for me? If someone's making lots of money off of it. The scary thing for me always is, okay, let's talk about the side effects of the medications that your doctor is going to give to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, some doctors prescribe um, antidepressants for uh, menopausal symptoms, and, you know, that's not a benign drug. It can affect your sleep. It can mm-hmm. affect your sex drive. It can affect all kinds of things. So we do need to be aware of what, to weigh the risks. Um, I want women who are having trouble to be treated, but I want them to know what the pluses and minuses of each treatment is. Uh, So you did a TEDx talk, the good news about PMS. (laughs) What was, uh, what were some of the things, the feedback you got about that? Oh, it was, it was great. I mean, it was a lot of fun to do, and of course the title grabs people immediately. Uh, But I heard from people all over the world, and many women thanked me. Mm-hmm. and said, I want my boyfriend to watch this video because if I'm angry at him, it means he did something. It doesn't mean I'm PMSing, and I want <laughs> him to know that. But I have to say, there were other women who were not happy with me, and they did not want me to take away their PMS. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that because the idea of an angry or cranky woman, that is not who we're supposed to be. Being nice is such a basic element of being a good woman. And so I think we feel the need to excuse ourselves if we do get angry. And our hormones or PMS have become kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. We get to maintain our good woman crown, but we get this excuse to say, well, this is why I'm cranky and you need to deal with me today. Um, But we're not going to really get into why I'm cranky, and that doesn't serve women well. You mean I don't get to eat endless amounts of chocolate when I have PMS anymore? Oh, of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, You just don't want anybody telling you there's not a job that you can have because you have PMS. I mean, uh, just as recent as 2009, when Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor was having her confirmation hearings, Mm -hmm. there was a conservative radio show host who said, well, we better hope her conferences are not that time of the month. Who knows what we'll get then? I mean, there it is, somebody keeping, trying to keep a woman out of a very powerful position, suggesting that merely menstruating was going to make her unreliable. Unbelievable. Where can people find out more about you? Well, my website is delucainsight.com, so they can uh, read about my publications and my book and uh, the kind of coaching that I do. And And they, of course, can get my book, The Hormone Myth, at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers everywhere. And your TEDx talk, The Good News About PMS. I'm going to have to watch that now. 
<laughs> I hope you will. Hope you'll enjoy it. Over one million views and translated into 22 languages. Wow. Amazing. It's very exciting to be able to reach that many people. Congratulations, and thank you again so much for calling in today. It's been great chatting with you, Robin. All right, thank you. That was Robin Stein DeLuca calling in to talk about her latest book, The Hormone Myth, How Junk Science, Gender Politics, and Lies About PMS Keep Women Down. She's a research assistant professor in the Department of Psychology at Stony Brook University. If you want to learn more, all the info is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And that's a wrap for my show today. I think we'll wrap up by listening to another song by Andrew Bell that was on our show earlier. And his info is on the show blog as well. If you want to find out about being a guest, uh, you can send me an email to janine at org. Have a great Monday, everybody. Mm-hmm.